Hey Roaches, I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my thrifting audio diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, good garbage, and all-around helpful items I could utilize in my daily life. My mission is to do all of this while spending the least amount of money. Each week on the show, I invite a friend to thrift with me. We gather a haul, drag it back to the studio to tell you all about it. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Shorts season is here. Two pairs of shorts in the room tonight. We're back in shorts. Finally, it's been like, uh, I don't know, 17 months at least. 17 months. And I told you at work today that I will be busting out uh, my favorite pair of shorts and your favorite pair of shorts that you kind of got to know me in these shorts. Back when uh, our friendship was in the infantile stage, these shorts were mainly what I wore, and we're, we're circling back around to these shorts, and that means we've been friends for over, for over a year now. I thought you were going to break out the pwned shorts first, because I think that was the first introduction to your calf muscles, was in the pwned <laughs> shorts, and then the jeans came later. Oh, I guess you do like those pwned shorts. It's just such a weird, handwritten YMCA basketball artifact that I love the nostalgia that's built into it. So I have these like gray shorts, they're athletic shorts, and I don't wear them anywhere else besides inside my house, because I respect fashion somewhat. Not up to date, but like I'm not wearing those out. Those are your those Walmart out. shorts. Those are my Walmart shorts. Get the mail shorts, that type of thing. All right, nobody's going to see me. But they have spray painted on the back, pwned, uh, P-W-N-E-D, because uh, I guess I was a gamer. But you know what? You know where those got? Did I ever tell you where those got spray painted? You, you never stenciled it. I know that. No. They're just the shittiest freehand. Hell no. I've ne- I never stenciled it. The gray shorts with the spray paint that say pwned on them was actually done in a rock quarry in Cranberry Township, Pennsylvania. Is it a Boy Scout endeavor, or why were you in a rock quarry? Were you doing psychedelics in a rock quarry? I wish I was in psychedelics (laughs) in a rock quarry. I was uh, swimming with, like, friends. I was probably, what, 18, 19? And you, something you may or may not know about me, but the clothes that I own, I've owned forever. I believe that. Like, I have never changed body type. I think that's just, like, white men our age. Like, we always do that. Like, I have clothes upstairs that I have, like, you know, that I wore to, like, Aria's religious ceremonies as a child. And I've never worn them in 11 years, but they exist. And you would still, could you still pop them on though, is what I'm saying. Could you pop them on at any point? Four months ago and four months from now, yes. Currently, no. I'm at my winter weight. That's right. Josh, that's Josh, by the way. I'm sure you know at this point. But 
that's Josh. He's back with me. I'm back from Tucson, and I will say I didn't even wear shorts in Tucson, Josh. Didn't even wear shorts down there. I saved the shorts for you. To start off the show today, of course, we have an awesome thrift haul for you. It's going to be a book day. Um, but before we get into that, I wanted to try something a little bit different this week. It spawned from an email that I got where somebody had emailed us about different things that we like to thrift and where we find them and stuff like that. And they asked a bunch of questions about, well, I found such and such object. Should I buy this? And it made me think like, hmm, would we buy this? Would we buy it? This is as basic as Letterman's Will It Float. Yes. Would you buy it or would you not? And any reasoning that comes along with that decision. So we're going to call this Would You Buy It? And it only pertains to Josh and I, but you could play at home. But I have a list of what this emailer said that they were taking a look at. And we're going to go back and forth. So would you buy it? Used work overalls. Used work overalls. Yes, but only if they're slightly used. I mean, you don't want them, you know, like just like, you know, starched in the crotch. Like you want light wear. Mm. And I only say that because I think like genuinely good work overalls are like good money. Yeah. So I think if you can get them for the prices we pay, absolutely. I would say so. I would agree with you. This is going to be a basic yes or no, so there's no in-between. So I will agree with you. I would buy them, and I I would definitely buy them if I had anything to do in them. If you've ever seen me in overalls, ooh, not a good sight. I, I was going to You s- want to talk about body types? My body type in overalls looks like just wearing my, like, uncle uncle's clothing scarecrow like like you would have room for the hay i mean you didn't have to them. say scarecrow to get <laughs> but you sh- i thought we wanted to paint the visual of it <laughs> sure but i just um, i think it's good that we got two yeses out of that yes. considering how averse to manual labor and general genuine work that you and i are yeah hate it don't like working next one unproven porch furniture unproven porch furniture no no uh and I, I mean there are several levels of unproven porch furniture can be but the porch furniture that i would put under unproven it would mean not steady see i would i would go like in the box like you can't sit down to test it mm. uh that's how i take unproven but I, I was just thinking like secondhand, like flimsy stuff. You know, like when we go to the Goodwill outlet to, to kind of, you know, uh, pick our goods for the show and stuff like that. In the interim between changes when the, the new stuff isn't out to thrift from, you sit down in just like rando chairs and you never know. There's a whole furniture corner, yeah. So when I thought of unproven, I just thought of like porch furniture that someone hasn't sat on. So it's just like, oh, I don't know. I almost fell in that chair today. In between the breaks, I sat down and the back went. But yeah, it reclined. I didn't. It didn't look like a chair that reclined. Unproven. Um, but what I didn't think of is the fact that it could be in box. And I'll tell you right now, fucking furniture sucks to put together. I will. Pay, I will pay extra if that's already put together because you cannot trust me to put together like, porch furniture on the like my deathbed. If you wanted to torture me in the worst possible way, it would be put together this furniture that I thrifted. 
you don't know what's in that. I mean, you've got to look through all the instructions to know if you've got everything. And if I'm you, not into if that. you want to kill me, if you want to actually kill me, give you jelly beans in church. False. <laughs> that never happened. Buy two desks from IKEA, keep them in box, and tell me to put them together. I will fucking die. You couldn't even I put will... together a football stadium. You put it together upside down. Yeah, well, that's a th- uh, that's a thrift. I got a football stadium. I tried to put it together, and I put it together too small. The football stadium is finally. I I crushed it. It's dead. <laughs> I have no football stadium. <laughs> so no. So we're saying no to unproven porch furniture. Gargoyles, the show merchandise <laughs> yes <laughs> hell yeah dude yeah. i loved gargoyles the show and for anybody who's not familiar it was the deepest emotional cartoon that mm-hmm. existed some at, deep characters in at that. that point in time they were like tortured and it was really really good i don't know who wrote that off by off by hand but i haven't seen it in some years but boy, I would love Gargoyle's bed sheets. I bet it holds up. I would go with like uh I remember back in the day, I don't know if they were gargoyles tied in, mm-hmm. but I had a gargoyle hand puppet. <gasps> and I don't remember if it was directly tied into the show or if it was separate. I'll have to look at that, but was it a what I mean by was it a gargoyle or like gargoyles the show? That's what I'm you not I sure. don't remember cuz I went through a really significant period of my t- life where I was super into puppets. Okay. And I had puppets and I liked to play with puppets and I wanted to like So you've had some puppet years under your belt. I was like doing some ventriloquist testing, you know. Okay. Okay. Um yeah, and I just I enjoyed the puppets and that really overlapped with the gargoyles period so it's a good so you had a gargoyles puppet you yeah. had to have a gargoyles puppet I, um, I'm gonna how was to... the ventriloquism like what oh i was never good at it i had a speech impediment you can't have... <laughs> you can't do both so every puppet every puppet had that <laughs> hey guys yeah it was him it's, it's josh <laughs> yeah i was like oh this is my no believe no it was it was really really bad mm-hmm. well that's cool that like you've kind of you kind of work through some stuff and kind of went through it and hand puppets were i think it's a thing every little kid goes through puppet phase at some point in time but mm-hmm. gargoyles was a great show the merchandise was everywhere so yeah i would buy that and no matter what you sound like some beauty in it so i'm glad that you know you got you got that out yeah it wasn't as accepting in you know the late 80s when we played the games that we played in the schoolyards yeah yeah uh, so, use work overalls, yes. Unproven porch furniture, no. Gargoyles, the show merchandise, yes. Two-pound bag of Nerf darts. I know that you've been collecting Nerf guns. I've, I've, We've gone thrifting together about a billion times at this point, and I know occasionally you will buy a Nerf gun. On this very show, you shot me with a Nerf gun. We did. The Nerf dog. Yeah, the, the blaster. Uh, we did that. That was fun. So... Two pound bag of Nerf darts. No. Really? I thought you would for sure say yes to that one. Hard no. Hard no. Hard no. I would say absolutely because those darts are so hard to find that if you had two pounds of them, you could share them to all your friends. You can make some, you could sell them. You could definitely sell them because when we find Nerf guns in the thrifting field, you will hardly ever find the darts so i say yes so that's the only one we disagree on so far i have so many fucking nerf darts from my daughters like the purchase nerf guns nerf mm-hmm. th- things I, that have come with other things that them? i've thrifted you never lose those darts 
I no, because I make my daughter put her shit where it belongs. Like it's there Ooh. are there so are like rules. shoot shoot them, pick them up style. Oh, absolutely! Like you shoot them and then you reload the gun with those five. Even though we have tons of them, the gun gets reloaded with the ones that are laying on the floor. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a. Fr- I really thought you would go for that. No, and I'm glad that we got a little bit of a break because mm. I think you know, but I. In a different situation, if I didn't already own a ton of Nerf darts, I would Maybe. buy them. But yeah, I'm already but no. I've it's already a yes or no. It's a no. yeah. I've already bought those two pound yeah. bags over like a five year period. Um, the last one here, last but not least, uh, Baby Goo Goo Gaga toys. That's a no. That's a no. Baby Goo Goo Gaga toys. I got no intentions on having more babies. Nobody I know is having babies at this moment. Mm-hmm. So babies get too many toys, anyways. To me, when you say Goo Goo Gaga, that means they can't speak, so it's very, very, very baby. Like very baby. rattles and, like, crib adornments and things like that. Any type of crib adornment, I'm not getting. No way. No, no. way. And there's a thing, you might have saw it today, it's a puppy that, like, you can tie its shoe. and There was like, a puppy like at the Goodwill zipper. outlet today? Not like a real puppy, it's a stuffed puppy. I know, I didn't see any, it's any a puppies. Goo, it's a Goo Goo Gaga puppy that, like, you can tie its shoe and it has, like, a crinkle thing in its arm. When we had a the, huh. I didn't see the Goo Goo Gaga puppy. Yeah, we had the baby shower for my daughter when she was coming, and yeah. we got four of those exact same things at the one baby shower. So, damn, they were hot at the time. Yeah, and every time I see it, that's what I think of. So, was that nine years ago? Uh, ten. Ten, ten years ago. Al- well, almost uh, eleven now. She'll be eleven later this year. Okay, so when you was it the same type of puppy, the Goo Goo Gaga puppy? Was yeah. it the same one or the same type of one? No, it's the exact same. It's a Fisher Price like brown beagle dog, mm-hmm. and it has like a little like vest and it has sneakers on. And you like tie its shoe on one thing, you button its shoe on the other, and it's like mm-hmm. to teach you like simple things, you know, like what you know what I haven't seen out there when we're at the outlet in a long time. I used to see like a lot of like baby goo goo gaga stuff, like bottles and stuff like that, like a lot of that. Were you around for the breast pump phase? When I used to go out, I, there was like breast pumps. I've seen a breast pump, yeah, or, or two uh, yeah. throughout, throughout the times that we've been out for sure. So yeah. we only disagreed on one of those. That's not bad. That's not I bad thought, at all. I thought there would be, yeah, that's good. I like that game. Okay, we'll play it again next yeah, week. What'd you in, buy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, send in suggestions for just random shit. Yeah, find us on Facebook, Thrifty Podcast. Type that in Facebook, find us. Um, we're on Twitter. Josh runs it. I barely look at it at Thrifty Podcast. Uh, tweet at us, uh, just anything. Just treat, tweet at us words, and we're going to assume that we should put it under "What would you buy?" and then we'll talk about. Yeah, it. we'll play "What would you buy?" on Twitter, on Facebook. Facebook we'll save them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as I mentioned before, we went out today. Um, this was our Josh and I's first thrift. Uh, just the two of us in a long time. Yeah, since before the car. Uh, before the car thing. Yeah. The last time we went thrifting together is when I almost killed you in my car. You attempted. fell apart while driving You in. had attempted assassination on me. And it didn't work, and here he is co-hosting the show again. Yeah. Um, but we got a, a, a pretty cool book haul today. Um, actually, one of the, I would say, one of the most expensive items uh, that we have had on the show in quite a long time um because josh picked this up did some research and it and it's worth quite quite a bit of money um what do we have over here josh for the first find today uh what we have is a book entitled the exploration of mars 
from 1956. 1956. So that's before we even went to space. It is the first edition. Um, Mm -hmm. And in the 50s, space was huge. Uh, And this book was written by Willie Lay Mm -hmm. and... uh, Werner von Braun. But that was from right before, I mean, we, we hadn't even been to space yet or anything like that. So it, I'm assuming it's like theories. And you had mentioned that at some point they were, there were plans on how we would get to Mars. And those were uh, Warner, Warner von Braun's? Yeah. So how this book came about, and for anybody who's not familiar, uh, Werner von Braun is like the the father of like space ingenuity he's like yeah what like neil degrasse tyson or Mm -hmm. carl sagan or any of the big pushers of space would have been Mm -hmm. yeah uh werner von braum was that in the 30s and 40s unfortunately he was also a nazi so there was some setbacks so we saved him and we're like hey look totally don't be a nazi and let's do some good stuff. And he's like, okay. And I'll write a book or two. Yeah. And so he had come up with this plan. And Willie Lay, who was um, a scientist and a genius, um, really had started to develop a lot of space ideas. And so... And concepts and how we would kind of uh, freely kind of roam up there, too. Yeah. Like the Elon Musk, you know, hypothesizing about different yeah. ideas. Um, and so they wrote some articles for Collier's magazine in the 50s. And then Disney approached them and said, hey, we want to do some stuff for TV. They had Walt Disney's Disneyland on TV Okay, that was later the wide world of Disney. Mm -hmm. Um, And they said, we want to do some stuff on space. And so they came and they consulted. They gave them information. And then later they expanded all of that into three books. Okay. And the three books detail Werner von Braun's plans to actually go go to mars the mission yeah um yeah and it's illustrated by uh chelsea bonestell okay so there's actually illustrations of sort of like nice blueprints more or less Yeah, yeah and very much like cars in the 50s and 60s had known artists yeah um chelsea bonestell was like a known space artist like the father of space age artistry and mm-hmm. Um, it details their plans in I saw depth. some of those pieces before when you were kind of flipping through, and they're really cool. So as you were doing some research um, after you were taking a look at the art inside of it, you had found that it was actually worth quite a penny? Yeah, um, and with it being a first edition and knowing Willie Lay and Werner Von Braun a little bit, you mm-hmm. see those names, you see first edition on any book, and immediately you're like, ooh, 1956 first edition. Yeah. So I was just doing some cursory exploring mm-hmm. of the price um with the dust jacket retails three hundred dollars jeez okay without the dust jacket which most of them have um retail in decent condition anywhere from 150 to 200 dollars. so i put this one right around that 150 kind of mark retail. yeah that would make sense and and something i see since you laid the book flat and it, i could see it in the light there is some like engravings on the front of it actually yeah the front cover is actually oh it's em- like a rocket embossed with a spaceship and the yeah. flight pattern and then you can see mars in the top right corner oh is that what that's supposed to be that's, that's the actual beautiful. yeah and it's a really well done beautiful mm-hmm. book um great paperweight the corners are just a this corner here on the the top right i mean not bad though yeah i mean the illustrations on the inside are gorgeous in perfect condition the pages there's no yellowing there's no Mm -hmm. uh water damage or anything like that yeah so for being as old as it is 
Um, I mean, you know, 62-year-old book worth 150 bucks. Take it. Yeah. Worth every penny of 50 cents. Yeah, and I think that that's cool to just kind of have too. And and maybe don't people don't know the prices of the items that they have, which I'm assuming that's why we find the stuff that we do. But that's such like a weird book to kind of get rid of. Like why would like it's not that big is what I'm saying. So it's not like, well, this is, uh, yeah. And this was in somebody's personal stash because there was a whole set of like old books on Napoleon from Mm -hmm. the fifties. Um, there was, uh, some books on the crusades that were like some novelizations. Okay. That came out around that time that all had really good artwork. There were worth some money, but Mm -hmm. this was the best book out of the entire bin that I was able to find. And at the Goodwill outlet where we kind of assemble most of these hauls from, um, it's kind of, at least the past couple of times that we've been there, the the bins that contain the books are like the same part of the room these days. Like that that right part of the, the big warehouse floor is where the books all go for some reason. It's like the book section now. They just put them by it's that like pillar right there. It's like books and shoes. Books and shoes. Yeah, that's they all that's filled stick with. them right by that pillar right there, and just everything goes right there always. I mean, they put out more stuff, and there were more books in that exact same spot. Yeah, they, they just s- replaced the books. They saved the books for that row. And I, myself, I've got a really cool book uh, as a part of the haul this week. It's from 1982, and it's called Your First Aquarium. And right off the bat, it looks like uh, Daniel Close uh, art as the artist of this book, but it's not. This is actually Enrique Vendela, and Enrique Vendela not only did a lot of uh, different stuff in like the early '80s, but his whole thing was how this one is called "Your First Aquarium." There's also something called "Your First Budgie." Which is like a bird. Oh, a budgie is a parakeet. Yeah. Yeah, I know that because Aria is obsessed with animals, and a budgie, they call parakeets budgies. Um, so there, there's a whole book in this gentleman's series documenting just having that type of bird. Did that come out of the aquarium kit? Because there was a whole aquarium in a box that we saw today. Yes, and that's what I was going to get to. Sorry, um, I stole your thunder. No, no, that's absolutely okay. This wasn't found with it but as things come out in goodwill outlets they're they're taken out on bins with wheels and so every piece of somebody's whatever they're donating their haul is thrown across like the room so as i was walking around i was like okay so this was the plastic things in the bottom of an aquarium here's the sheet you paste to the back of it here's the filter well, in another bin is when I found an actual fishing net, like the the net the one you, you scoop you fish. dig out the dead ones with. Yeah, yeah, dig out the dead ones, and this was in. It was like as if it was used as a bookmark. It probably was in your first aquarium, and so it basically documents this family's first aquarium. So you, uh, I read it at work today while I was supposed to be. It's working. all comic was, book style. It's like a graphic novel. It's a graphic about owning an aquarium. It's a graphic novel that's hardcover so it's like it's pretty legit it's first edition and it walks you it's first edition and it walks you through like getting started like heaters and thermometers and like filters air pumps all kinds of things and basically as you go through this whole process it teaches you it like what you need to do when you when you're setting up an aquarium and i guess i don't know why i was surprised by this but i as somebody i used to have two aquariums that i've I think I've talked about on the show. I lived alone for a bit and I had two aquariums. I really appreciated them. But the steps in setting up an aquarium then 
are pretty much the same steps now. But what is interesting about this book is as you're going through it, it, it even, uh, what's the best way to say this? It even talks about like the future of setting up aquariums because they're just like, oh, if something changes in the future, we'll like, you know, because back then they we'll had, release a new update. Yeah, we'll release a new update. And they were talking about at the time, they're like, well, there's actually like digital uh, temperature readers for like thermo- thermometers for the thing. And they're like, well, if we expand beyond digital, we'll make another book about it. And I'm just like, we never it's 1988 like we figured out everything there is to keeping fish in a glass box yeah like, so the the original what i'm trying to say is the original con son of man of the moon 20 years ago we could keep a fucking fish in a glass yeah. box and so it, it but i liked it because it was like sort of being humble in the sense of like here's what we know about fucking aquariums right now and i'm giving you legit shit and it's like if it changes we'll let you know I'll tell you what man a lot of hope for the future of aquariums one day we're all gonna be fish Get, grow our gills back. Yeah, I mean Atlantis. That's where we started. That's where we'll return. But Enrique uh, Videla, who who did put this together, when I looked up your first budgie, I wanted to buy it. Um, I didn't because it wasn't secondhand, and I can't use it on the show. But boy. I would love to have these as, like, bookends. The state of the family on the front of it, like, mm-hmm. if you blocked out the fish tank, you could just call that book your first heroin needle, and mom looks still really in place. She's into it, yeah. And it, and it has, like, a little comic book panel, and it says, we'll show you and tell you how to set up your aquarium with step-by-step colorful drawings. And they, they did. And if you notice, in the lower right-hand corner, it says House of Pets. Two ninety nine, the complete series. So House had, of Pets. House of Pets was something in the early eighties, I suppose. That was like before Petco. So somebody literally, their first aquarium is what we saw at the Goodwill. You had to today. buy a book before Wikipedia told you how to set up an aquarium. Mm-hmm. You needed an entire comic book. So it was a good book day today. There was a lot of books. There was actually so many books that we didn't get look through all of them because they're heavy and you're going to move around all that fun stuff i did find something else but i'm going i'll show you this part of it but next week i have stuff that we got this week that i wanted to use for next week's episode because i want to do a football episode because i got into football a couple weeks ago but i have there's an email in the tank for the roach coach that's when listeners uh email in to to ask us there's a football question in there i'm not going to use it for this roach coach but i'll bring it up next week for a football episode nothing screams football like the middle of april that's right and before (laughs) i i throw you these i want you to i'm not going to tell you what they are but it is football related just to uh just to it's not a jockstrap is it no to hype it up but i will say what i'm about to show you i did wash and that's why i was late coming here i appreciate you it's all it's washed but but unscroll that piece of cloth to say what football item we're going to tease next episode with. oh these underwear those are underwear man oh man you bought underwear yeah sure that's like uh all right well there yeah they're ref shorts underwear (laughs) boxers monday night football boxer briefs Mm -hmm. i can't believe people just let their dicks swing around in these yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna let my lower horn just ah, horrible underwear choice Uh, but they have a whistle on them Mm -hmm. uh, aside from my opinion on their their stature um, yeah, they have a whistle and a, uh, a flag on the left side. Mm-hmm. Like, if you wanted to 
cosplay as Ed Hockley while you fuck your wife. <laughs> it's perfect. Or whoever you decide to fuck. That's and whoever, you fuck anybody. Whoever any, you want to fuck. Yeah. As long as it's consensual, you're allowed to fuck them. I will not be fucking in these because I doubt there's a way I could wear these and someone still want to fuck me. I don't even like to sleep in underwear, let alone fucking them. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> right. But yeah, Monday Night Football, ref boxers with the whistle with the with the uh, the penalty flag everything like that but abc monday night football boxers oh there's numbers on the uh, the ass and their ass numbers there's an ass number 07 wonder Why? if that was from 2007 probably i don't want to look on the inside of these underwear i cleaned them lot. oh I, I still i promise i, I don't want to look I, would... it, I don't want to i i trust you that you clean them but i don't want to i test if i the were inside. to give you if i were to give you underwear that i found there without washing them would you be mad at me for doing that if i was just like here's underwear if I didn't you wash them? if you had not told me that you washed them before you threw them at me i, I probably would have thrown up on yeah, the air puked right yeah. so that's why i washed them because i wanted to avoid puking because no one's puked on the show before and i don't want it to be we you. never even talked about the squirrel so no we haven't that's for a rainy day. But that was our thrift haul this week. Um, second half of the show is going to be interesting because uh, coming up with a, a question in the Roach Coach, and it's an interesting question because, like, I have no idea how we're going to answer this yet. But uh, stick around. We're going to throw out the commercial. But we come back, the Roach Coach. See you then. Now here's a model I designed for a four-stage orbital rocket ship. Compared to the unmanned instrument rocket, it is quite large. But the overall size and weight of the rocket is mainly determined by the 11 tons weight of this top section. This weight dictates the amount of fuel and the numbers of motors needed to produce enough power to equalize the gravitational pull of the Earth. The payload in the top section will consist of 10 crew members plus equipment. Notice the wings, small rocket motor, and landing gears. Let's illustrate this with the help of a few pictures. First, we would design and build the fourth stage, and then tow it into the air to test it as a glider. This would also allow the crews to practice. Next, low-altitude flights would be made firing the small rocket motor in the fourth stage. This would also give the crew more and more training. Following that, the third and second stages would be constructed and tested very thoroughly on the ground, after which they would be joined to the passenger section so that faster and longer flights could be made up to speeds of about 12,000 miles per hour. The only thing remaining would be the building and ground testing of the huge first stage then there would be no more test flights. When all the sections are joined together, the ship and its crew will be ready for man's first flight in space. It is an age of darkness. Superstition and the sword rule. It is an age of fear. It is the age of gargoyles. Ah! 
There's, there's actually, there's early episodes of the show where I'm, I, the reason why I, st- one of the reasons why I stopped drinking as much as I used to drink is I used to record episodes, whole episodes, and not remember what they were about until I was editing it, so I don't do that anymore. That's the only reason I actually drink on the show is because in order to have to listen to myself, I listen to the show sober, Yeah. but in order to do that, I have to drink enough to make myself entertaining for sober me so I don't hate myself. That was just some internal thoughts to our friend Jake. Yeah, anyway, Jake, Jake came. We, <laughs> Jake's we're here. testing the live audience. Jake's <laughs> we're, hanging. We're, we're testing it out. We're testing it out. Um, but we're back with the Roach Coach. That's when you email in to ask us uh, some thrifting questions or if you have pictures of your thrift haul, which we had somebody who sent some pictures in last week as well too, so thank you for that. But since we are on Facebook now, feel free to find us on Facebook Ask thrift questions there, and we'll answer them on the show on Twitter again at Thrifty Podcast. But this one did come to the email thriftypodcast at yahoo.com. Yes, I still use Yahoo, and it's a it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Jake, Jake hasn't heard this. I think you're gonna like it. We might have to get your take because if we need a tiebreaker, yeah, if we need this. a tiebreaker on this, um, this person writes in Thrifty. I buy and sell rope. I buy and sell remote control cars at big flea markets it's been the best place to do that kind of thing the last time i was there i was messing around with one of my cars and accidentally wrecked it into somebody else's half-built car he said it messed up the pieces which isn't true since then i don't feel so welcome there what should i do this is cool, man. This is something special. We have found something special in this question because it does have to tie in with buying things at a flea market, but it's just like a, a thing. So this, There's a lot to unpack with it because... Yeah. So this person, I guess one of their hobbies is putting together and racing or uh, just you know putting together and, and, and having fun with re- remote control cars, and they buy and sell cars at a flea market so that's what they do for a hobby so they're like comfortable yeah. doing that and making money there well i guess they'd wrecked I, i'm assuming they wrecked a car into somebody else's car and it messed up their car so they're just like well fuck i you, feel weird going you there. fucked up some of my stuff yeah and i don't know if you've ever had any exposure to the rc community not really. When I was younger, my uncle bought me an RC car for like my birthday or mm-hmm. some some you know some shit that a relative would buy you a gift for. Yeah. And one of the wheels broke off, and I loved this car. It was a blue Nikon. You know, the people who made cameras made for made those. Controls. Yeah. And it was electronics. A blue, yeah, it was yeah. a blue Nikon, Nikon electronics. Yeah. And I took it to the local hobby shop to see if they could help me fix this one wheel. Mm-hmm. And the guy at the hobby shop had so much scorn and distaste. For the fact that I would own a Nikon RC that you could just uh, buy off the shelf rather than be the hobbyist who would go and piece together my own. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm 12. I don't have the means to do yeah. that. And like, 
that put me off, and I never had another RC car after that because that guy's experience. So I, what I understand of the RC community is this. You could piece together your own car, and you race them, and it's fun, and that's about it. I know that it exists. I'm not too, like, I don't know too, too much about it. I'm not even into real cars, let alone pretend ones. And so, well, I mean, it's a hobby, so it's like a, a it's real thing. It's fun to get out there yeah. and race them, and yeah, and then the competitive nature of it, but mm-hmm. if you wrecked somebody else's and now you don't feel comfortable there, like, mm-hmm. you said flea markets plural in the first part of the email and that's why yes, i'm like markets plural yeah if I you're out there check. at you know big ones and there's another alternative one like mm-hmm. well what i'm thinking is was this person and i i know it's a, a guy is is this guy um do you think that they buy and buy and sold pieces to this other guy and the other guy's like well i'm not doing business with you because you broke one of my things so he's just like fuck and since it's the RC community, he's like, well, that was like my boy. Like, because I'm sure it's few and far between when you go to big flea marts. It's just like gun-toting rednecks and just like people selling junk. And that makes more sense than the opinion that I had of it, that they were competing vendors. You know, like they were oh, both competing selling vendors. RC things. And I think this is a good thing to unpack because mm-hmm. you by nature I never thought are about that. very apologetic and like considerate Thank. towards people. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm not so much. <laughs> so I think like uh, my initial mm-hmm. thing is if somebody took offense to something that I did that I didn't feel mm-hmm. like I did, my initial response is, fuck you. I didn't do that. I'm going to mm-hmm. continue to exist you're the one that should have a problem with me. I'm mm-hmm. not going to concern myself. Well, even in the email, he said that when he wrecked it into the pieces of this guy's car, it, it the guy said it messed it up, and he said it's not true. So there's documented proof. I would say this emailer, their kind nature, because they're like, I feel bad about this. So if it's they really It's still weighing did, on them so much that they needed our opinion on it. Right, and I feel like if they really did mess up that person's car, they would have said that. Because if they're feeling weird enough that they're saying, like, I feel weird about going back, yeah. they would feel comfortable enough to say, I really did this. You should explain your anxiety to it. this person and they in didn't detail. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Tell them, look, I have anxiety. I'm a very apologetic person by nature. Mm-hmm. If I legitimately, But I know I didn't do it. I'm I, sorry. If I thought that I fucked up your stuff, I would tell you that I was mm-hmm. sorry, but I don't think that I did. Yeah. So I think if it's a competing vendor... I wouldn't worry about it too much, but if it's somebody that you felt comfortable with in the community and uh, they're upset or something like that, you should be like, listen, like, I didn't do it. Uh, And I think, I don't know, maybe I'm unpacking this way too much, but if it's like a piece of a car that they're building, maybe like the car was kind of shoddy and they were putting it together and when he wrecked his car into it, the guy's like, oh, you did it. You can always offer them a peace offering of some sort. Like Mm -hmm. if you have a part and say like, hey, I know you said that I messed up some of your parts a while back. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that I have, you know, like offer a selection of things you could spare? Mm -hmm. Be like, is there any of this stuff that would help with whatever you have you know mm-hmm. i don't know aside from the wheels and the body i don't know what goes in here's where car. i was gonna go with it he said that it he didn't do anything and it's nothing's wrong with it if that's the case then i say you just play it cool and be like okay let me fix it i'll fix it how about that you could do that and then you can merely take the car and then do maybe dick with it and then give it back and just say here's the thing I fixed it for you. 
So maybe that could be a big piece offering. But if it is a vendor, another vendor, I think maybe they were just trying to like piss further up the, the, the wall and just be like, well, you broke my stuff. Just to try to create some intimidation. If it's another vendor, mm-hmm. I say undercut them. Sell everything that they sell for slightly less. And then have a sign at your stand saying, the guy over there is fucking awful. Swear. And if people, Swear are, at, if you'd have yeah, to. If people are at his table buying stuff, yell Be over like, to them. Be like, fuck off. Come over here. What, what you getting? What you, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a deal. Come over. 15 over there, 12 over here, baby. Absolutely. You hustle. You scalp that shit. And I, if I would know more about the RC community and how to build a car, maybe... When I drive my own car, they wouldn't disintegrate as I'm driving them, as happened to my car when I was driving my 97 Taurus. The shocks broke, the guts shot through the car, and almost sliced into the side of your head. I have a big head. If it was any bigger, you'd have killed me. Mm -hmm. But that was like, I think, I would say top three questions, because this is such a, just a different one. There's so much different. Anything that involves anxiety will bring about you and I's where we're able to look into it very deeply. Yeah, so if you you guys out there have any type of anxieties and you want to just write in about that and just tie it into thrifting, we'll answer that. That's a lot of fun. Tell us about anxiety with your family and the Pyrex casserole dish that you bought, you know, like two months ago. Yeah, they don't have to be, yeah, combined stories. But that was a fun episode. I mean, it's been a while since you and I did a show just together. I know you've been on past shows like a lot, but it's been, I mean, I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but like three or four episodes where it was just us. It hasn't been that way for a bit. I feel yeah. like at least a couple. Well, now that it's shorts weather and we can show each other our beautiful calves more often. I Calf think muscles coming out, baby. Even Jake came over to see him tonight. We Our, our friend Jake's here to, to kind of hang out with yeah. us with that too. USDA prime beef and Jake. But I, I want to give a big shout-out, as always, to Bluff's Alternate Reality. There could be an announcement coming soon, uh, something cool with the show coming soon. I don't want to I want to blow it because I'm not positive yet, but there could be something cool coming with the show soon. So you'll Stick hear, around, absolutely. Yeah, you'll, you'll hear some announcements if there is an announcement. But for everybody else, put on shorts or get roached.